Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Pre-J Podcast. I've decided to trade out the old music for this music, which I did use on the We Were Weekend uh, show, which will be making a comeback, um, but I just thought it was a bit more chilled out, more slow to ease into the show. Um, this week's episode, I actually recorded this last week when I was... 39 weeks and a bit pregnant. And um, so I may have gone into labour right now. I've recorded this a week in advance um, just so I've given myself a bit of time. But I love, love, love the guest on the show this week. Her name is Zoe Marshall. She is the host of The Deep Podcast, which if you haven't heard is, oh man, it's a collection of guests and stories which expands the mind. Um, she's all about removing the taboo around some pretty hectic conversations and she's doing an amazing job. Um, but more importantly, she's actually a friend. We got to know each other a while back and we'll go into that. Um, but I wanted to get her on to talk about so many things. We talk about her birth story. We talk about her postpartum experience, jumping back into work, uh, spirituality, um, manifesting, you name it. I love Zoe. I pick her brain in this episode and I hope you enjoy it. My episode with Zoe Marshall. So you really should record this part. Yeah, we're recording. We're, we're recording now because I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of getting you on as a mentor today. I've always looked up to you as almost like a beautiful um you know, big sister. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually a, have. I knew, We've I shared knew, underwear, Zoe. You, you looked at me like, how will I be offending her if I say big sister? <laughs> uh, you were going to say mother. You actually, you, holy fuck. <laughs> no, I was not. I was going to say sister, and only by a few years. And um, I think we need to like. This is not my podcast. Yeah. You totally lead the way, but I definitely think we need to let everybody know how mm. this began. Yeah, because it's quite fascinating. And for me. Oh my god, I'm interviewing you. But for me, <laughs> I knew this would happen, and I'm so not mad about it because I'm about to give birth. So fucking take the reins. But like, it's been pretty fucking epic to watch your star rise. Like, do you start, and I'm gonna just interject with okay, like you really have how proud I am. <laughs> so Zoe and I. We met years ago when you moved to New Zealand. Benj came over to play footy of some kind. Blues? Was it blues? Blues. It was a, it was a flash in the pan, babes. Flash yeah, yeah, in the pan. flash in the pan. And then you hosted this TV show and then you did radio on ZM, which was the station I was working at, and I, like, looked up to you a lot and I came round to your house and I remember, I think we might have met... Night? Did you stay the night? Did I stay the night? Yeah, you you stayed a couple times because I was robbed um, oh. at, at, at an earlier home that we moved out of and I was constantly scared and Benj went away and I was like, PJ, come stay. <laughs> and do you remember like... Um, your food? I remember your food. <laughs> I remember you introduced me to these like low-carb noodles and I was like, they smell like fish but they taste like heaven. <laughs> Conjac, I remember yes, that. The conjac um, noodles. And we just had so much fun. And I remember like kind of waltzing into ZM because New Zealand had made such a big deal of us arriving. And I was given all of these opportunities on a mm. silver platter, which was so 
unreal for me that had been hustling so hard in Australia. But I felt like you were there. Um, you'd been like doing the job and slogging away and I'd come in and just taken this job with zero experience. No, but it right? wasn't like that. No, it wasn't like that at all. I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was kind of just doing everything on air at the time and I was loving it and and then you came along and I was like, oh, this is like a little big sister, really young <laughs> big sister. Uh <laughs> Very young stepmother. <laughs> and and then you gave me your hand-me-down undies. I remember that. And you mm. took it. Like, I remember you came over and Were you, you surprised just took bags of things. <laughs> no, I was really into that because you had, like, Jay and Flinny had, like, you know, created this caricature version of you for online mm. or on air that mm. was just this, like, they just embarrass the shit out of you and you would just be yourself and so self-deprecating and gorgeous. And um, it was just. But that, you, that that came naturally to me because I grew up with older brothers. And yes, so it didn't I feel, naturally it didn't, slotted into that kind of position. Yes. And it didn't feel like cruel or anything. It's not very playful. Um but then I was kind of ripped out of that job and ripped out of New Zealand because Benj was like, this isn't going to work playing rugby. And I was like, holy shit, I love my job. I love mm. these people. We bought a house like six weeks earlier. Because how long did you actually stay? Eight months. Was it just eight months? <laughs> oh, my God. And then I came back and I was so irritated because I was back in this huge sea of like competition for all of the mm. jobs and I, w- I had such a good situation in New Zealand and yeah it hit me pretty bad like I was pretty pissed off that I had to start again here um because it's a totally me- different landscape oh, isn't it fuck it's so different <laughs> and I was obsessed with radio I'd fallen deeply in love with it And then I was hustling hard. I got a couple of radio gigs and really wanted to do it like full time. And then I remember, what year did you start? Uh, When did you come to Australia? What year was that? 2018. Yes. And you were doing? I was doing House of Wellness. I gave birth like a fuckwit and (laughs) went back. No, the, the giving birth wasn't the fuckwit part. Going back to work. Straight away seven weeks postpartum on radio, even though it was just an hourly national show. Mm. It wasn't three hours. And then going back to TV 10 weeks after birth, fucking idiot. But you got that job in 2018 and I cannot tell you my heart burst with excitement because I was like, you started with Jay back in New Zealand. I'm sorry, Jace, when was that? That was 2015. So we'd so been pre- doing like the two- show for a couple of, well, three years. 15, yeah, 16, so 17. I left. I left. You got the show after a year, after I left. You did three years and then you came here and I was just like, get it, girl. Like, <laughs> it was fuck. pretty crazy. Yes. We kind of swapped, eh? Because you we came swapped. to New Zealand like, and then I, I went to stop. And then you went in and I was just like, this is it. Like this is what she's made for. And it was the perfect match with Jason, we all know in radio, I don't want to bore people listening, but it's really about finding a radio husband. Mm. And I never found mine. Mm. I was a radio widow and you found your radio husband. And then you like shot to this (laughs) incredible position, you know, of like money and influence. And, and I don't think people get it because you are so self-deprecating and down to earth, but it's the position like you have Zoe okay we are talking too much about me now sorry 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 okay stop (laughs) I I just wanted to say that because I never got to say it to you and I was always watching from the wings and I was always so proud um and it's so beautiful but anyway we can gush on each other that sounds gross we'll do that later (laughs) we'll do that later okay go ahead well no I actually really want to talk now because you mentioned rushing back into work postpartum and I guess I've got you on like there's so many things we could talk about but I I would love to know 
your experience there, giving birth, oh. and then because it's something so many women go through that you know that decision that you have to make. Um, when should I go back? What's the right yeah. time? And no one ever feels like they get it right. I don't think. No, no. And I feel like I had something to prove. Mm. I felt like this baby isn't going to define me. <laughs> I am still a strong, powerful woman and mm. I can do And like, what a ignorant idiot. Like, oh, I just want to like shake me, go back to 2018 and or 2017 and just be like, girl, it is going to be the most cherished time of your life, but also the most chaotic, mm. confrontational head fuck of your life. And you just need space. Like to put a deadline on to go back to work is the worst thing you could do. And I heard that over and over and I was like, ugh. Yeah, because you guys are basic bitches. Yeah, but I'm different. <laughs> I'm Zoe yes! fucking Marshall. I can I'm do going this. to prove you wrong. <laughs> and it's it was such a humbling kick in the ass, slap on the face experience of like, what did you do? What did you do? Because, you know, I know we're both a bit woo-woo and spiritual and we totally mm. bonded over that too. <laughs> money, money is energy and it's a concept, right? And it mm. literally... It, me going back to work seven weeks postpartum was impressive to nobody. Like nobody cared. Nobody, no one has a concept. It, no one cares as much as you do about what you're doing. So it was really difficult. It took a major toll on my health, my physical health. I got postnatal depletion, different to depression, very badly uh, about, four or five months postpartum and that lasted for months mm. I was sick for months working sick when I wasn't working I was at home with my baby there was no balance of anything seeing friends not that you can really do that anyway <laughs> but do you know what I mean it was all really yes hard and so with my second baby I was in such a different position because I was self-employed mm. and I just put a blanket rule down of like, this is what I'm going to do. And I stepped really heavily into postpartum um, wellness and cushioned myself with all of these things I missed out on. But then, of course, as the universe has it, mm. I got fucked in the ass. And I don't mean that in a pleasurable way <laughs> because Benji's work quarantine shut down the NRL. I mean, COVID shut down oh. the NRL. We had to fly up to Queensland five weeks postpartum, wow. quarantine with two kids in a hotel room, no fresh air for about 10 days of it because someone broke some fucking protocol. And I got, it was so laughable because I had like... <sighs> all these beautiful meals being made, delivered to my home in Sydney and massage once a week and yeah. soft music and like, <laughs> you know, like I wasn't going to leave my bed. And and it, was it, so yeah. it was so laughable. It was so laughable, you know. So, um, yeah, I didn't get postpartum like bliss either time really, but I guess it is what you make it and it's a, it's a frame of mind, you know, but birthing is a wild ride I'm so excited for you because you could be doing this on the weekend I could be doing this today like oh. it's, it's really strange when you go from that 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 period of okay cool it's ages away I've got time and then all of a sudden it's like fuck this could happen any moment <laughs> are like, you gonna try vaginal yeah yeah, yeah. I you, am have you like stretched your pussy I have been using um, the evening primrose oil uh, suppositories capsules. Yeah, I haven't done, I haven't done the perennial massage because mm. I got COVID a couple of weeks ago and I wasn't ready to go into labour. Like I wasn't. All these <laughs> things that I wanted to do, like having the dates and the raspberry leaf tea and mm -hmm. and all of the perennial or however you say it, I always say it wrong. Perennial, yeah, perennial massage. Perennial got massage, it right. yeah. I was like, I'm not ready. So I've kind of put that off and now I'm – Here we are. <laughs> here we are. I am – I'm trying to do the dates. Did you do the dates? I did the dates, but then I got 
I like, quite sweet. really upset tummy. Upset tummy. It's really a lot. It's supposed to do like eight a day. Like that is like diarrhea. I central. need to make scones if I'm going to have that many yeah. dates. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like it's not enjoyable on its to own. the fourth one, you're kind of like, oh, more dates. And then I did the um, evening primrose capsules up the vagine, but yeah. I didn't. You need to lube them. They get very tacky on the way up you know uh, uh, well the thing is because like I've been told by my midwife to put them in at night time and then I'm always pissing like all night and I'm like am I peeing these out yeah 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 how do you know if they stay you just don't you just don't know anything and the other I don't know anything I've never surrendered so much in my life have you seen your vagina now uh no, I got told by a sexologist I have to put a mirror down there and I, I actually haven't been brave enough because I think when it's you big. It's like a puffish. It's, it's so <laughs> – it's like a burger bun on steroids. It's like so – you're kind of like you wash down there one day and you're just like, beg your pardon, who's fanny is this? Yeah, uh, it is so weird. It I just know. blows up. I know, and and that's going to continue post-birth. Like, that's going to be an even bigger difference. And I Oof. think I'm just almost putting it in the corner of denial. Well, not denial. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> but I'm sort of still like, <laughs> oh, it's it's pre-pregnancy. So how – can I ask you, how yeah. are you going to birth this baby naturally? Okay. So – What's the plan? Um, well, I have done hypnobirthing. Great. Um, which has been – Great. I want to stay at home for as long as possible. I'd love to do a full-on home birth, but I kind of I, – I, I'm going to go to the hospital when – You when feel it, safer there. I just think so, but I do question the reasoning behind that. Like there is so much fear. Of course. It's, I'm telling you now. I am telling you now. You will – think you're going to die in the truest <laughs> set I know and mm. you will and you will and mm. you will and you will beg for it to be over you mm. will say you don't need this baby you don't want it anymore mm. you will it's so because you go through everything eh? like oh. I'm, I'm expecting out-of-body experience and but but you're so in your fucking body because it's a pain you've never <laughs> oh it's so unexplainable I birthed ever on all fours, naturally, no drugs. Right? Did you? That that's what I want to do. It was the vision. It was what I fucking mm. manifested. I wanted that, but to get there, holy shit! Did you did you do a lot of hypnobirthing and? No, I didn't hypnobirth. I she birthed. What's she birthing? Which, which is, I guess, a combination of hypno style birthing and science. So it's a combination of. This is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to take. It really empowers the dads to kind of s- step in, step up, and know that when I'm going to feel like I'm going to die, not to freak out on me, yes. to just be present with me. Yeah, feel, the, then, feel the light touch on the back. Oh uh, no, I did hardcore pressing of the pelvis <sighs> the whole way through. Oh my god, my partner did that two nights ago because I've started getting oh, like lower yeah, back pa- pressure. Yeah. And then he started yes. doing this thing and I was like, fucking do that in labour. Whatever you just did, <laughs> that was amazing. Like he was pushing it and it was making Pushing. A difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So poor Benj, lucky he was match fit, but <laughs> he had to like push on my pelvis for, yeah, 10 hours. Wow. Um, no break, no wheeze, don't, don't move. But then I had the best doula of the world that had a, it's called OMP or OPM, optimal maternal positioning OMP is that does that deal with spinning babies stuff yes Uh uh-huh yes and she was there and my midwife it was kind of like the perfect concoction because my midwife was really into it she'd done spinning babies but my doula was an OPM practitioner and there's only one or two of them in Australia and she was able to read the line in between my bum cheeks and know how far I was dilated because I was really over people putting fingers up yes, my sunny. Yes, I, so I'm was, slightly reluctant about that too. But oh my god, I know it'll probably happen, and yeah, they'll, they'll, I'll have to do it. But like, do I you have a doula. No, I don't have a doula, but I've got a midwife who I really like. She and she might get it. So she might. She knows all that like, stuff. She knows all the spinning babies. She knows all the hypnobirthing. Yes. She knows. And then she could tell by touching me that my baby's um, 
chin was flexed and we were in active labor, but it wasn't full paced active labor. So she did these movements with me. I actually did a whole episode on this, so we can move on in a sec. No, this is great. People want to hear it. They can go listen. But (laughs) she moved this, she did these horrific movements with me. Oh, that was so awful, awful, painful. By the 10th one, bang, this baby's chin had dropped and we were in full-blown labour and we were, oh, whoa, whoa. Like it was what I went through. I was crying. I was crying for women that didn't have medical access. I was crying for women that didn't have fresh water. In my birth, Mm. I was with all of these women before me that had birthed after me that like, it was so, and it's going to so sound wanky. I was like crying for ancestors, crying for the women that died in birth, crying for babies that didn't like, it was the most profound experience and then I'd have waves of like relief where I'd be dancing to hip-hop and then I'd be like I would be like back in like the depth of like I want my mom I want my mom who's passed away how can I do this without her then another wave of like having a quick drink of chocolate milk and then back in the it was the wildest looking at Benj to save me, looking at him with hatred of how did you do this to me, looking at him like you're so you're a selfish fucker because you want kids. <laughs> like, And then waves of bliss of like, I fucking love you. Look how you're here with me and you're present. And then I remember getting off the, the bed because I was up high on all fours and going, shut the lights off. I need to get down low. I need to get down low. And the doula saying, let go. I can tell you're not letting go because I was really scared of shitting in front oh of him. Oh, my God. I, I, I've i just. I've never farted in front of him in 12 years. Could you imagine? And did the, you? The, did you shout? I, I had to cross the threshold and I let go and this gush of water, <laughs> blood, <gasps> bits and bobs. I actually don't know if there was poop. I'll tell you in a minute, but I let go. And then she was like, and I could see my, they'd called in my obstetrician. I could see his Crocs walking past me. And I went, (laughs) oh, fuck, we're here. Because if he's in the room, we're fucking here. And I felt him put his finger in me. I was like, get it out. And he was like, I'm just getting the cord from around her neck. I was like, get out. And then I was like, I felt this moment where I became, I'm not joking you. I was a wildebeest. I was an animal. I was a beast on all fours. Uh, She was like, let go, let go, let go. And I let go. And I felt not only my vagina tear in half, but everything from there. Is that the ring of fire? Was this the ring of fire moment? It was beyond a ring of fire. It was more, it was a splitting of, 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 of flesh, of blood, of nerves. It was cracking through my sternum into my throat. Everything inside of me broke open. This baby came out and then I caught her in my arms. I brought her to my chest. Oh, my God, I could cry. And it's all fucking over. And she's there and she's with, and it's silent and there's no pain. There's nothing. And I'm holding this baby and she doesn't make a noise. And I'm like, she's not crying. She's not crying. And they're looking at her. They're like, she's perfect. She didn't make a noise for 20 minutes. Nothing. I was like, is she break? They're like, she's perfect. She's just taking in the world. She's at peace with you. She's happy. Then they do. Can you walk to the bed? I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm split. (laughs) What do you mean? I may or may not have seen a bit of poop on the floor. I was like, cover that shit up. Um. And but it was dark, real, right? It was still dark lighting. It was still dark. So. I was like, is it a pebble? Is it a poop? Is it? I don't know. And then I walked, I hobbled to the bed with this poor Fanny. And then do you know what they do? Do you know what they do? What? They go, oh, they, okay. they, is this when they do this, the stitches? They, they go, sorry, we've got to stitch you up. And I'm like, beg your pardon. <laughs> this, everything has just ruptured. He's like, I'm just going to, this is going to hurt. I've got to put a bit of local anesthetic. No, you're not. You are not putting a needle in this wound. 
bang, 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 bang. And I'm swearing and I've got this beautiful baby on me. And so I'm trying to hushly swear, like, fucking hate you, fuck off. (laughs) And then he is, and then, and then you kind of go numb, but I can feel him dabbing me with a cloth. And I'm like, what are you fucking doing? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so angry, but what are you fucking doing to my, what are you, he's like, I'm literally dabbing the blood really gently. And I was like, stop it, stop it. And he stitches me up. And I'm telling you, because I had a epidural with Fox after yeah. 10 hours. Yeah. Fucking because I was given Sintocin and that was another story for another day. Yeah. But you you got no, you've got no feeling down there with the epidural. No. The healing, the healing process is very different postpartum birthing naturally. And you know what they'll give you? Panadol. <laughs> fucking Panadol. How did that go? Panadol. Anyway. <laughs> I would never change it. It was the best experience yeah. of my life. Yeah. Best. I've heard that the stitches are nothing comparatively. No, no, no. There's no. But you're just like, moment, what the fuck? I just, it's like a joke. Like I've just been through that and you think you have the audacity to put a needle there. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Anyway, what was this chat about today? Sorry. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> this. I want to talk about your journey from maiden to mother, because oh, matrescence. Because is the I, word. yeah, because I'm shit scared that I'm not good enough to be a mum, and oh, I know that that's what's echoed so good. amongst yeah, everyone. So good. But like, I've been the youngest in my family, and you know, I've just always been the baby, and. Just the thought of being a mother, I'm like, I think of neglecting my pets sometimes. <laughs> How am I going to do this? Can I tell you, so? it's terrifying that you are responsible for keeping something so alive. Yeah. And they don't really tell you that, like how much you have to feed this thing so frequently at the beginning. So, and they don't tell you about cluster feeding. Mm. They don't tell you that you really, really aren't going to sleep. Like you've just done the biggest Marathon, marathon of like excruciation and joy and all of the things and then you're not going to sleep it's kind of like it's very bizarre it's very bizarre and then you are supposed to kind of naturally know how to breastfeed and that comes and, and look with after a your wounds oh, look after your challenges. wounds how you bath a baby's terrifying everything with them is terrifying are they breathing like you're just constantly you'll have a moment to sleep and you'll just be at them. Are they breathing? What are they doing? Are they hot? Are they cold? Are they, should, should they have a beanie? Should they not? I'm Googling, Googling. Oh my God. Water got in the, in their mouth from the bath. That's called dry drowning. What the fuck does that mean? Like there so is. So much. <laughs> scary. And, and then it's kind of like, it takes away a lot of the joy of the first bit, mm. you know? Yeah. Because the second time you're just like, ah, oh, at least I can fucking, I know I'm not going to sleep. So that's a write-off, but at least I can enjoy bits of this Yeah, because I know I've surrendered to the fact of complete sleeplessness, you know, like I, I'm an insomniac now. And then, and then what happens is because when you're in it, you think it's never going to end. Mm. And I'm a year in and my baby sleeps through the night and through the day and I, I can be on this call with you because I know her nap times and yeah. I've started to get my body back and I'm starting to feel sexy and I've God you you're know looking me? fucking amazing by the way Zoe. Oh, not right you, now my tracks but oh, I am feeling good. You you level up you've leveled up over the last year even oh, more. Babes. How does I that feel- happen? You've got two little bubs. Oh I just feel like I'm so in my power. Yeah. And I feel good when I'm eating well, doing my reformer Pilates, going for my walks, looking hot, like milfing it up. Do you know what I mean? I'm 38 and I'm like, fuck yeah, am I fucking sexy? Mm. Like come and get it, you know, mm. having great sex with Benji, bringing all that stuff, like finding me again. And How long did that take after oh. little Eva was born? Oh, months. Yeah. 10 months. <laughs> okay. Nine, ten and, months. and there's no timeline for anyone. Like everyone's no, different. And I don't want anyone to restrictive eat or like, like really postpartum is a free for all, like eat 16 cheeseburgers if you want it, <laughs> you know, like go deep into, it's kind of just an extension of birth and 
it's such a blissful, gorgeous time. And I think you just need to remember that you are going to come back and find your power in your work again. Like it's a weird thing to opt out. And, and I can say it, the Deeps postpartum series isn't, oh, sorry, that series is really strong, but the Deep, as in my interviews for the Deep, weren't my strongest yeah, but you have Post- to be kind on yourself, like oh, totally, totally, and and also, you know, my audience is so um, committed and desperate that they would take you like they would just give us something, anything, yeah, yeah, hurry up, give us content. So then I was like, you motherfuckers, I'm doing this shit for free, <laughs> mate. Yeah. I was listening to your episode where you were talking oh. about that, and I was like, oh my god, you've been doing that. So is. so selflessly, but obviously there's and some, I love it. There's something a, that you get from that, which is I just do. so powerful. I do, but you know, then it, the, 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 the accountant adds it all up and how much you're paying the nanny and all the things that you're doing and all your staff, because there's a quality of the content as well. And they're just like, oh, girly, you're in a bit of a pickle financially. <laughs> Um, and then everyone's kind of got this, you know, they're on a pedestal that we don't pay podcasters. Mm. We don't pay for podcasts. Podcasts mm. are free. Mm. Um, but then when I'm talking about, you know, gang rapes and pedophiles and heavy shit, no one wants to sponsor that. Like, you're yeah. not going to get cornflakes, like, coming on board. What has kept you driven through this time to continue producing content, even though you're getting peanuts? Like what is it that keeps Zoe going? It is my life's work. It is the reason for me. It's like everything to me, you Mm. know, I create, I I get, I just get to listen to these people. Yesterday I had this incredible woman that um, was assigned male at birth uh, born into an incredibly religious community and her family put her in a conversion camp to make her not trans or gay. She wasn't even gay. She was trans. Oh and um, they didn't even know that at that point. But as a s- small child put her in this conversion camp and she was saying to me, I have never told anybody this, not all the interviews oh. I've done. Not all. And I just go, what a privilege, mm. what a privilege that I get to hold space for her and share with others her story, which will make so this will change people's perception of how they raise their kids, how they look at society, how they're in their communities and cultures like that to me. I know the money will come. Yeah, the money will yep. come. It will. And the subscription has been a game changer. Um, because people feel the worth of it. Mm. And I think that that is, I feel, I cry, PJ, when someone honours me enough to pay $1.25 a week and goes, you're worth that. I Mm. go, holy shit, like someone values me. I think that's the way the world has to move. People actually get valued by people for content in that sense, like they get to yeah. go, yep, I'm going to pay for that. And and we get rid of all this free stuff and yes. people do actually acknowledge. Because it's a weird thing. You and I get paid for social media, yeah. right? Yeah. That's my bread and butter. Damn. And I can't disrespect that or no. negate that. It, they, they pay so I can make the deep half the time, you know, yeah. for the past two years. And so it's a contradiction, right, because I'm on there spruiking whatever I am and genuinely, like I won't do things I don't mm. believe in, but the ads go in between my content like they Mm -hmm. go in between yours Mm. because if you guys want me to create and continue the deep in my life's work, i got to do the other thing. Mm -hmm. So it's such a multifaceted thing, I think, for people like us. Like are you going to go back into mainstream media post-birth? Well, that is the question, Zara. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> it's so funny, you know, you, you make these bold decisions and you're like, I don't need that in my life. And then you start thinking about it again and it's almost like... Because Jace would have you back, right? Oh, Jace and I, Jace and I uh, will eternally be tight. You know, there was no bad blood there. And but you have would... to move back to Australia and give up your life there and do <sighs> like, would you? I, I probably won't move back to Australia full time now. You know, I'm. This is my. This is my anchor. This oh, is my. And you love it. Home. And you're happy. But I would love to be able to travel down the track. I'd love to be able to do bits and bobs here and there. And okay, no. <laughs> so you to be. <laughs> A full-time radio host. You could either do it mm. remotely. Mm. I mean, remote. And I'm sure they would do that for you. Remote is is Duncan Campbell. Are you listening to this? Because <laughs> I did. I just. Do you know what? I actually think I needed to take a break to preserve myself in a weird way. But because you look, it's a fucking massive what you did. I wouldn't recommend doing that postpartum. That's probably not smart. But. <laughs> What do you mean moving uh, home? Like go no no like going back to work full time. Oh no 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 no. That's why I wanted to be in control and be able to do kind of similar what you're doing. You know, yeah, be able to do it from home and then build from there. I don't know exactly how the future looks, but I am I'm open to everything. Where are you living? I'm. (laughs) Are you in the country? Yeah. You would crack up. So I'm about just you? under two hours north of Wellington. Twenty minutes. What's it up- called? <laughs> um, uh, it, it's called. Oh, you can't say because people stalk you. No, 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 no. It's like twenty minutes out of Masterton, uh, in the Wadadapa. Um <laughs> Like, are there cows and stuff? Like, do you have like civilization? Do you have a town? Is there a shop? There is. There's, there's some good cafes. Is well, Countdown there? Like, yeah, they've got Countdown. Yeah, they've got Countdown. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, but, like but you're pretty remote. Is your family there? Um, my, uh, no, my family's in the South Island, but my mum is looking to move nearer, um, which wow. would be really great. So why there? Because my partner is a farmer. Holy fuck! Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna do postpartum <laughs> by yourself? No, my mum's coming up. She's going to do everything, help you. She's going to. She understands the commitment. Oh, she, yeah, she does. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like super healer, former doctor. Oh, yeah, into amazing. energy, amazing. Into good nourishment. She's oh, she's right up there. So that's lucky. How long is she staying? Well, she three, hasn't three got years? it. <laughs> I don't know. She definitely wants to move nearby. Like wow. once, once but the does comes. she have others that she needs in wherever she's living? No. Well, she she's got two beautiful granddaughters, but they're getting a little bit older now. I mean, okay. I mean, they're slightly older. One they're of them's four. Like one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're still tiny. You're like, I fucking need you, move here. Pretty much. Okay. And she's like, because oh. that's really wild. Like, I think. Wow, being isolated, not isolated, but you're in a It's funny though area. because you think of being rural as isolated. I've never felt more part of Attached a community. To community. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, mm. I'm so I'm so twisted in my cityness. Mm. You're so right. Like you probably have this village surrounding you like, "PJ, I'm going to drop you some power don't, pie." Like, you know? <laughs> right, like it's People are so kind. Oh my god, you've got it. You've got it sorted. Don't even talk to me about postpartum goodness. You are ready. Mm, I'll talk to you in a few weeks to see how we're going. Yeah. But and like, reach out and like, cry to me about all the things because I've found resources for every. I'm a delegator. You know that, right? Mm. Like, I have the reason I can thrive is I have the world's most incredible woman who is my, I would say, life partner slash nanny, house manager, so important to me. Wow. Um, 
she's the reason I can thrive. And I, my team with work is so deep, deep. Um, but you know, I have someone to do all of the things now that, so I can just make good content and be a good mum. Yeah. you know? So but like not, it's just, it, it blows my mind. The lack of knowledge that is out there for how important it is to nourish and rest and restore in that postpartum period. And, yeah, it's it's really interesting, I think, because, like, over the last few years, you know, there's been, like, we can do it all. And there's so much pressure on doing it all. And it's almost like it's so amazing that women are being encouraged to do whatever they want to do. But at the same time, it's like, There's no fuck. support to do that. Yeah. You should give birth, go back to work, yeah. get your sex life on track, yeah. cook and clean and be domestic, but then also be a pioneer. Yeah, yeah, be a pioneer. Have your mental health in check. Yeah. Be a great friend. Be a wonderful wife. Like, How it's, the fuck it, do you it, do it all? You cannot. You are, but this is the patriarchy, babe. Mm. They have structured this for women to fail. Yeah. So don't give in to that bullshit and and ask for all of the help and mm. get all of the resources that you can. And especially in community, like I love that because that's all free. Yeah. You know, people are like, how the fuck do we get help? And you're right, in a city, it's very difficult. But it's um, like a trade system. It is. You want to go, and that's trains. what we need to go back to. Yeah. We do. It's meal trains. It's like, I'll take your kids to school. Can you pick up my kids from school? It's that kind of shit. But Mm. we don't do that. We don't have that trusting community anymore. And it is fucking expensive to get help. Because they say it takes a village and it literally does. Yeah. And if you don't have it, it's depressing. Women are struggling. Mm. Women's mental health. Women are more medicated than ever. It's just, yeah. It's a shame. I don't, we don't have our parents close. Mm. We have grandparents that are, um, we've got like half a set of grandparents that are incredible and helpful, but like the day-to-day juggle is Benj and I. So, I, and people would look see. at you, right? And they'd be like, shit, that would be easy, you know, financially. Yeah, she's privileged. She's she, got she, all this, but you're and, still fucking struggling. <laughs> oh, mate. You know? Pulled my, pulled my neck yesterday because I had 10 minutes to to do a workout. So I went so hard, like like a fucking idiot. To, to I was like, me time, me time. Give me 10 minutes. And then I hurt myself. And I was like, this is why we can't do it all, you know? How had a date you... last night. Had a date. Did you with Benj? So, and and it, no, another guy. Oh. <laughs> and um, my godmother was here from Byron. She's like, go out. And I was like, okay, but there's a payoff, right? Mm. We get home from the date. Fox is still up. Mm. My four-year-old's still peeking off his tits. And I was like, okay. So there's always something's got to give. Yes. Know? Well, I look at you and Benj and I think you you have definitely kept the spark alive, but that's from an outsider's perspective. What would, we also don't sleep in the same bed. You don't sleep in the same bed. No, no, I know that, and that shocks that's people. Do yes, you do you get... really think that that helps a relationship? Oh my god, so sexy! I don't want grunting, dirty breath, farting, him snoring, annoying me, frustrating me. Like I'm resentful in the morning because I've had a bad sleep. I don't want that life. At what so, part of your relationship did you decide to do it? We moved in together. It was within the first, I don't know, two months of living together. Because my so, partner's so scared. He's like, but once we do that, then we'll um, never get back together. Yeah, the- you won't. It's perfect. Can you hold on one sec? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to let the nanny in one Go sec. Go let the nanny in. One sec. <laughs> so was- hey, that's fine. How's the nanny? Just got to do the fucking juggle, babe. <laughs> Um, so back to keeping your relationship spicy you know what else helps doja cat's new album (laughs) holy shit if that if that doesn't get you horny (laughs) nothing will i listened to that one day i mean i'm very late to the party because who can listen to fucking music when you've got kids in the car but i had a day where i had meetings and stuff and i was listening and i just texted benj and i was on and I was like, listen to this song and then put that album on banging on the couch for the next two nights. Really? So hot, 
so sexy. This he and I have this chemistry that is so undeniable that when we lie together, like if we lie together on the couch, it escalates. Oh my God. But like, did that go away postpartum? And how did you get it back? Of course, my fanny was. Well, yeah, obviously, like physically, you're so um, And also he hasn't been allowed to touch my boobs just till recently because when I was breastfeeding, ugh, like do not, they're not a sexual thing. Yeah. Don't yeah. dare. Um, so it's only been like I think I stopped breastfeeding far, four months ago and he's only started being able to touch my boobs now. But postpartum, the first time you have sex is terrifying. Mm. Oh, so scary. Like I'm trying to get it in. I'm trying to get it oh, in. Oh, now, because I was having a lot of sex. But actually, just, no, 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 masturbate every day now, twice a day. I've heard Because that. the blood flow is really good. Um, It feels very weird. Like I just, that's the thing. Masturbating like and watching my, porn, you know, with well, a the baby. Well, the bump is yeah, right there. And like I just, like I found sex at the beginning great and yeah, then yeah. as soon as the bump started growing I was like this is weird and I was like it but is. I know that I need to make the most of this and also the <laughs> semen is very good yes. for doing something up there I can't remember what it was but it breaks through some barriers or something. it's good <laughs> it's what they you say need do it. you need lots of semen and you need lots of masturbating even if you're having sex you need to come because that's the bit that works that's the bit that brings on the labor for you yeah but does it make the labor better um I mean not (laughs) in my experience (laughs) oh so you did that to bring on your labor yeah 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 I did everything I did the curries did you I I did the oh I did everything because both of my babies were induced were they yeah so one was induced through syntocinin um oh sorry we did the sweeps we did the putting the tape up which is the most awful thing the prostaglandin tape is the fucking how far over were you uh fox 10 days okay um they don't let you go past that 40 41 3 is that right and same with eva i pushed it to the nth degree but with eva they let me choose the date so she was a gemini and i got to either choose (laughs) with a rising Leo or the rising Virgo. I love that. And I was like, no way am I having a rising Virgo. Apology, Virgo, Virgo listeners. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Zoe, 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 Zoe. This is where I'm at right now. What are you having? You're having a Leo, right? No. No. So, well, yes, I will if it comes before, like, the 22nd or 23rd. But if it doesn't, what is it? Virgo. No. No, no, no. I know. And I've been saying this to everyone. I feel oh like such God, a bad person. No. And I've said it in front of all these Virgos and they're like, I'm a Virgo. And I'm like, great. Like I've heard. <laughs> Good for you. Um, but you I'm a Leo though, though. So maybe a oh, Virgo. Oh, yeah, that's going to be better. Yeah, Virgo, Leo. And, and my partner's a Libra. So it'll Ooh. literally go Leo. It's chaos, isn't it? Virgo. <laughs> Libra. No, no, but Libra He's we'll really good chaos. at balancing. But the Virgo, at least he'll pick up his toys. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean? That and be, be really good. methodical. And really structured and thrive. Because I've been told by a psychic, a couple of psychics, that this baby's really intelligent. Like, oh, wow. he, and it. And I don't know what it is, but I think it's a. I oh, you don't know it's a boy. No. Oh, I thought it was a boy. Did you think? It was I a boy? think it's a boy, but I don't know. Oh, you don't know. I can't believe people like you that wait. I know. I day. can't believe I've I come don't this even far. know. How do you? How have you? How have you? I don't know. This long? I don't know. I don't that know. That is super weird. Are you okay? Now, be really honest with me. Are you going to be disappointed? <laughs> I'm going to be stoked if not it's a what girl. you think. No, You'll I'm be stoked. Yeah. I'm and I, and it keeps coming to me randomly that it's a girl, but then I'm like, it looks like because I got a 3D scan the other day because I had to have a. I love that you think it looks like anything in <laughs> <than> an alien. <laughs> no, but it, like you think it you looks like a boy, it and well? it's got a boy vibe. It's just got a boy vibe. But then I've fallen asleep a few times, and then my partner dreamed it was a girl the other night, and then I've just had a few people be like, it's a girl. So I don't know. You're so funny. I'm so excited for you. It's, it's so, so funny you the had the big, Virgo Leo the big, dilemma. 
<laughs> you are, yeah, the Virgo Leo dilemma is a true thing. Poor Virgos. They're all right. No, you're fine. Just not to live with. You know what I mean? Like occasionally. But mine actually be good for my scatter brains though. You get what you need. Like yeah. I could have a Gemini and I got a Gemini and I need, she's going to teach me the greatest lessons in life because she is, she's a Gemini Leo. Like she's mm. a feisty, sassy queen and she's going to humble me and shut me down and terrify me and she's my karma, you know. I heard you talk with um flex mommy about like how it's so annoying that when you bring up star signs and stuff like some people just write you off and and it's like why do they have to be mutually exclusive that you're a really onto a person (laughs) and into star signs like do you find that you have to play down your woo to some people never no way like i think and, and this is the greatest thing about being a gemini is this walking contradiction yeah like i create this really robust heavy content for the deep but then i can be fickle and shallow <laughs> and like do you know what i mean be yeah, all yeah. about something that's ridiculous and yes. i love that about flex because she really like she's so intellectual and such she's one of the most beautiful minds i've got in my girlfriend group mm. but then she's like so woo woo and can be she's just wants to be fabulous and shallow and all of the other things too i just you know? think life is so much more fun when there's an element of magic, like oh. it just makes life so much more worth living when there's... But it's it's undeniable. If yeah. you fuckers are here thinking that manifestation doesn't fucking happen. I, I, I was going to... I've, I've got this on my list of questions for you. Okay, because I have to wrap it up soon because That's okay. I've got my bestie coming over. That's but okay. please, keep going. At least times. You know the times of <laughs> I know. the mother. I know. Um, but the ma- get used yeah, to tell this. me about the manifestation thing because this is major for me. So, well, because I know you've done an exclusive episode on how you manifested shit, and we, look, we won't go into all the ins and outs. And I did yeah. touch on this the other day um, with an amazing astrologer who I love, and we were talking about like the essence of achieving manifestation, and it's about that feeling, and right. it's about the why, and right. chasing that why because you can't just say I want this because I think that's why people give up on manifestation and they say it's bullshit because they say well I've been saying I want this for so long and it's just never come along but you have to get to the absolute core of its importance. But don't you also think like as I've been practicing this now for 10 years right Mm. so it's kind of um, innately in my muscle memory it's like a you know it's Mm. in there that I can now say I want this thing, or it can be a flicker in my mind and then it appears. It's quite majestic, but because of the level of my woo-woo and how far I'm willing to go with it, the things that have turned up, now, PJ, I'm not joking. Mm -hmm. I was never supposed to have a kid and I've got two. Really? I didn't know that. Not happening for me. I, I had a vision with Benj about our house after we had two kids in our home, which was brilliant for like two of us, maybe even Fox, but just was too small. I manifested this home, which had so much space for all of us. And it was totally out of budget for the area I wanted to be in. And then I'm not, I'm not joking. (laughs) I had a session with my manifestation coach that I've worked with for 10 years. And I told her about this house and how it was out of budget. And I really fucking wanted this house. And it had to be the house. We're seeing other houses and I had a follow-up call with her. Mm-hmm. I was recording it on Zoom. I got the phone call from Benj while I was on the call with her that said we got the house that I manifested, that we went to, that we couldn't afford. So why did you get that? Was it because you let yourself play? Because I oh, think it, it, you have it to is almost let go. You're completely delusional. There's no sense in me being in this house I'm in right now. Mm. I, mean, I, 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 I have a cinema. <laughs> I have a cinema. I'm in the cinema. <laughs> and is that what you wanted? Had you visualised that? Uh, look, fuck, I could take or leave the cinema, but the space, I yeah, was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this, this, and, and yes, it's having work done and we're doing full renos and yeah. stuff, whatever, but... Where I've come from, domestic violence survivor, 
mum dying, having nothing, working as a scrounging money, working as a nanny, start like where I have come from mm. to sitting in this room, talking to you in my dream home with my dream career mm. on my terms is all manifestation. I'm never going to take that miracle away from myself. That is purely magic. There's no sense. Mm. There's no sense of this. No. Like, and it constantly happens. And I walk around this house daily and I'm not fucking joking. And I go, oh, my God, this is my house. And I revel in the magic of it. Like the wonder. it's because you also are consistently gr- grateful because of where you've come from. So grateful. Mm. So, And the gratitude is the direct link to the manifestation yes, happening. it is. It's the fast track. I walk around every day and I am in awe yeah. of my surroundings. I don't go, yeah, that's my house and I'm cocky about it and I fucking deserve this shit. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how did this happen? How did my work happen? How, how am I talking to you right now? How did how, my husband? Also. What a fucking, you know, sex god. How did that happen? <laughs> More complexly, that's not even a word, but like is it, do you think there are other um, daily spiritual practices that you do that help facilitate yeah. that? And I'm actually. Meditation. I'm saying this. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fucking spruik myself on mm. your potty, but I have created with my manifestation coach, mm. um, some guided meditations. One is going to be super quick. So you wake up in the morning, you'll listen to it and it will program your state of mind into complete abundance for that day. Yes. Everything is coming to you. Everything is working in favor for you, right? And then it bookends at the end of the day. So you go into sleep with these subconscious thoughts of everything happening for you. So yes, I do these things every day, but that's because they're just me now, but I had to learn them. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. But I want everyone so there is to discipline. Live this life. There's discipline. It is. But, but it's you have magic. To go full in. Go full into the fucking crazy of it. Yeah. You can't tiptoe into manifestation. You gotta be a, a crackpot, you know? <laughs> How and you are. Is it? And I can see that. I've seen you manifest. I've I, watched because I like to think I'm a bit of a manifester, right? No, you're a total manifester. The job that you got mm. wasn't luck. Mm. wasn't even and I'm not taking your talent away from you because that obviously marries into it but that was manifestation the fact that Alex was there as your producer manifestation (laughs) the fact that you're in the house right now that you want living the life you correct the baby the husband I've moved to this seven acre thing where I've always wanted to start a retreat right though and so there's this this river that goes through there's there were sheds that were left that I need to do up but I'm going to make that into a yoga entertainment space and so that's all going to happen. I tell you it's also been my dream to create retreats so when I do my New Zealand leg we're at your (gasps) property. It's going to happen. I'm going to bring them there. But I've I haven't quite got to that. Can we do micro dosing? Okay, don't yes. say that's so illegal. It's illegal. Yes. Don't talk about Oh, yeah, well, it's a, yeah, but once it's Eventually legal, when yes. it's legal, we'll I want to do, do all But I've never done it. I've things. never done it. But I, I mean, when I watched Eight Perfect Strangers, I was like, have you seen it? No. With Nicole Kidman? And they go no. to a retreat and they microdose. I'm no. like, that's the fucking bomb. No, there's that Wait, um, please, show please, on Netflix we're as gonna well. Get, we're, this is going to be on Daily Mail. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> oh, we know. Microdosing is like so mainstream now. <laughs> You're good. Like Zoe and PJ, drug addict mothers. No, because there's that Netflix doco and it's all about um, how to change your mind or something. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You know I'm doing one. an episode. I did an episode on psychedelics. Did you? But we cannot be here promoting. No, we can't. We're not promoting. PJ we're, and we're I curious. do not promote illegal drug use <laughs> on this show. Thank you. Okay. Okay, um, done. What else you got? Because I've got to, I've got to have a shower and wash. Okay, wash okay. Myself. Um, what else can I pick your brain <laughs> with? What else did I write down? Because I, I, I was like, oh, there's so much I want to talk to you about. Okay, tell me the tricks of your manifestation magic. Um, <laughs> but there is, I've got a whole episode coming I know. deeper about that. Yeah, so give that a plug. People will, yeah, no, you sign up. You're going to have this episode with Kat who is the bomb. If you want to do more work with her after, you can. But I really take you into the step-by-step of how to get what you want. Mm. Um, okay, maybe we leave it there because I just think if I ask you another question now, <laughs> go. Go, go. Oh, no. Get it going. How did you? When did you have your first psychic experience? 
I am not psychic. No, but like but when did you see psychics. a psychic? So it was the very first one. Her name is Denise. I still see her to this day. She um, is kind of an older Italian woman. She speaks to the angels, but she talks to, like putting it black and white, she talks to the dead. Mm. So um, sat with her and my mum just came through straight away and all of these things, all of these things happened. Um oh my God, uh, it just was so profound and so healing. I really needed the acknowledgement of her yeah. that I just broke down and cried and cried. And I've been seeing her ever since. And it's funny because we've become quite close over the years. I go to her family dinners and Benj is over there now with like we all of her children and their grandchildren and we're all quite close. But she'll send me like a text with like um, – emojis for like radio and stuff and then mm. I just got the radio job or she'll like see things and she'll be like oh god so Benjamin you're moving overseas and I'm like no no and then we moved to New Zealand oh so she has this constant part in my life where she does those things people don't believe in it and they think they're crooks and stuff and I think there are there are definitely crooks out there want. there are crooks but how are you totally... hurting anyone else from your experience no and I think you can totally suss them out like I had yeah. one that said fucking fucked up shit to me and I was like you and you're fucking bogus <laughs> so I'm always up for it I mm. love a psychic but have um, your wits about you yeah mm. I think so but and I agree I think when you've had family members that have passed over and you have that just undeniable connection and they bring up things that no one else can explain yeah like David the medium I know he's very controversial yeah but he is the fucking shit oh no I love David I love Dave he's amazing yeah amazing. Uh, the things that he brought up he could smell pesto that my dad used to make in the <gasps> kitchen he was like he's making oh. this like with fresh basil, and Dad would always have oh, a fresh I, bowl of basil. That's, I've got full body shivers. That's very specific. And then he brought up, because um, after the Christchurch earthquake, he was saying, uh, "I'm so glad your mum didn't go. I'm so glad mum didn't go to work that day because mum worked in a building right next to one that collapsed. <gasps> yeah, like shit like that. And I was like, Ugh. He is so, and he's so wild. Like I've had friends reach out to me, awful, awful stories. That some, someone's brother went missing, and I was like, because like people ask me for favors from Stephen Khalil, my best friend, who's a dress designer, mm. Benji Marshall to get something signed, or David the Medium for a reading, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's like this, the tripod. This, it's a tripod, yeah. and I and and I was like, David, I'm so sorry to ask again, but she's just asking if her brother is. You know, and yeah. he went into the specifics of the situation and what he could hear and what he could hear with the death was so specific and horrific. Um, That's what blows my mind, yeah. eh, when all the senses. He can, yes, he lived, he's had a thousand deaths, you know, incredible. Okay, <laughs> you got to go, don't you? I do. I know we can talk forever. Do you <laughs> want to talk post-birth? Let's yes. talk post-birth yes, and we? recap. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to need I'm gonna all need of your some questions Zoe in my that life. we've missed. Yeah. Um, I've, yeah, I've got to be there for a girlfriend today. Her her papa passed and we're going to oh. go do something special and lovely. And oh, I think I saw you post that and you yeah. sent some yummy food treats or something. I did. Her love language is donuts. Oh, love language. donuts, Nutella donuts. You've got to learn love language with your friends. Uh, and your partner. And then of your partner because I've had a lot of breakdowns with friends of what their love language is versus mine. God, I know who I am as a good friend actually and what their expectation with... is and then me letting them down as a friend because they had an love expectation with friends. Oh, my God, you've got and you've got to hone in and be like, this is my strength. I'm never travelling for you, but this is my strength. I will be there to be your emotional support system. Whatever mm. you go through, I will be there, but I'm not travelling more than 20 minutes. I'm um, words of affirmation. I wonder if that's still with friends. <laughs> I'm that with a, a relationship. No, it changes. Does It'll it? Change. Yeah, it will. Okay, go, Zoe. Go, go, go. I'm but... so excited for you in this birth. Just remember, you will feel like dying, but you won't. Okay? I'm going to be born again, though, right? Yes, you fucking are. It's going to be so magical. I'm so excited for you. This is the most potent time of your life in between your ma your maidenness and your motherhood. Like, this week is so magical. Fuck. I can't process it. It's and just sleep, much. girl, because you'll never yeah, sleep I will. again. Love I, you. I love you too, Zoe. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting. Speak soon. Bye. We'll do.
And well, that was my chat with Zoe Marshall. Love her. And I made it from the bottom of my heart. If you haven't heard her podcast, uh, The Deep, it is such good listening. It's riveting. It's harrowing. It's mind-boggling. She does such a great job. Um, and you can search it wherever you get your potties. Go check it out. Give her give her some support and love because she's doing amazing things. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And while you are on your favourite podcast platform, don't forget to subscribe to the PJ Podcast. Give it a rate. Give it a review. Um, and I'll be back next week with another episode. Maybe with an update on a baby. Maybe. Have a good rest of your week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.